Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Maybe his name was Floyd Gondoli, something like that. 11 a.m. in the Southland on a live imaging Tuesday on Travis and Sliwa. So why are you interrupting producer Emily? That's not allowed. Oh, stop. No. No what? We don't interrupt people on the radio, especially when they've got bits. So when I'm getting interrupted, it's fine. But it when is fine. I interrupt someone it's else, fine. it's not fine? It's fine. So I see what you're doing. But you shouldn't interrupt Emily. She brings the creative to this show. But it yeah. was kind of funny. It was uh, kind of good radio. Capitana Matt says, Trav, why do you keep interrupting the Emily Hebel show? Come on, Travis. I agree. Don't step in my read. It's producer Emily with Travis and Sliwa. Did you like that for Michelle Smallman yesterday? That was when good. she says, back to producer Emily. <laughs> that was good. And it was always well, it was working. her day yesterday. Emily 100%. was like, the Super Bowl was yesterday for Emily. And everybody that wants to give us a hard time, we didn't come up with this one. This wasn't like Swift 710. She hijacked the entire NFL weekend. Okay, and she's gonna, And if they go to the Super Bowl and they're still together... First of all, all you're going to see is her. Another 30 million people are going to watch, at least. Yeah. And everyone's going to be saying, why is Usher doing halftime and not... <laughs> not uh, the Chiefs Taylor are Swift. on Sunday Night Football this week. Oh, she, and be like, it's in New York City, where she lives. If you don't think she's showing up again... Technically, I think she lives in every city. <laughs> well, she has a place <laughs> Probably. in New York City. That Emily, is it fair to say that's where she lives? I'm going to go with yes. What? Taylor Swift <laughs> lives in New York City. Yeah, that's one of her places. Yeah, one of her places. One of her places. So they're gonna, she's going to be in the booth. She'll be all over. She'll hijack next weekend as well. 400% jersey sale increase for and Travis it, That Kelsey is yesterday. amazing. 400%. But the, and here's the funny thing. No shock at all. Like 400%, like if you said 1,000%, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. It's The hilarious part is if I had a wife, which I never will, but if I had one, I wouldn't want her talking to my mother. And yet they've like been dating for two weeks and they're already tight. That's a little quick. That's a little they're quick. They're actually having brunch tomorrow. <laughs> You don't need to meet my mom, my family, for several yeah, months fast. afterwards. That that's, that's fine. Fast. I think, I think my mom and dad have spent time with Susan's mom and dad maybe three times in thirty years. Susan, <laughs> they just they, and you're they, like that's good. It's that's fine. Good. We don't. It's two separate worlds. Let's just keep them apart. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I'm not into it. Anyway, you know what I am into? Thursday night football at a party, party, oh party. The 909 Sports Bar this Thursday at Yamava Resort and Casino. It's going to be a jam-packed afternoon show. Sedano and Cappy will be out there. Okay. It's producer Lindsey Baseball's birthday on Thursday. Very nice. DeMarco wow. Farr, the Rams Super Bowl champion, will be out there. Wow. And me. And you. So let's get to it. The 909 Sports Bar Thursday afternoon. Party, party, oh, party. With Sedano and Cap, the whole Mishbuka out there, and Yamaval Resort and Casino. Plus, producer Lindsay's got $1,000 on her birthday That's great. to give out. Ooh. You ever been, had a confrontation with a wild animal? I, I feel like this is a bit. What we were talking about. I it. once got attacked by a raccoon on a golf course. For real? Like it was Yeah, I had, to, I had to pull my club out. Did you, did so you speak. have to swing it? There's a picture of me with a standoff. 
<laughs> <laughs> and then I once got attacked by a raccoon. Maybe they just don't like me. Yeah. There was attacked by a raccoon in my backyard. It jumped out of the tree onto the deck and looked right at me, and I was like, whoa, sucker. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> Go inside. Don't get in that well, fight. Well, no, there was a standoff. Raccoons are nasty. Yeah, don't they're, get they're, in they're that not, fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, we were, there was one of Jorge's, hey, did you see about wild animal confrontations? Ben in Hollywood has one. Ben, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Ben? Hey, so uh, Emily's story about her wasp wasp attack the other day reminded me. Two days ago at work, I had a wasp sting me on my bottom lip. Oh man! But the interesting That's part ruthless. is how you it better got get checked there. out, homeboy. I know. I I went. I was freaking out. We were on. We were. I was working on set, and there was there was no medic, so I was just like, I hope I'm not allergic. But essentially, he was in my drink, and I drank him. Oh! And he was like, it's something in my mouth. I was like, what the heck is this? So I spit him out. Mid take, by the way, they're rolling cameras, so I couldn't be loud. And he landed on my lip, and he stung me. I was like, "What the heck?" Pulled pulled him off my lip, essentially pulling his stinger out of him. You know how wasps can kind of sting multiple times. I actually got him back real quick, but pulled him off. Didn't know what to do. I was like, "What just happened?" And then this lady next to me was like, "You have the stinger in your lip, in your lip still." Oh my god! Bam! Pulled the stinger out. It was <laughs> That's insane. Awful. It was the craziest story. Did you get chocolate cake after? <laughs> I did not. There was no one with chocolate cake. I was so bummed. I got ice, though, and Benadryl. I looked like Will Smith from Hitch. I was just, like, all swollen and (laughs) That is a very, very deep pull. Will Smith from Hitch. That's a good job, sir. Poor guy was just enjoying a... How long did, before you started to feel normal again, Ben? Was it a few hours, a few days? What was it? Uh, It was definitely a few hours before the swelling started to go down, but later it swelled up again that night, and then the next day I was... Not completely normal, but I felt no swelling, and it, the pain was a little bit there, but it was just a weird experience. Honestly, a little traumatized. Today, I was <laughs> sure. drinking the they same drink, him, and I, like, opened it, checked in real quick. I was like, okay, no wasps. We're good. Thank you, Ben. That's, that's <laughs> Thank it. you, guys. Now I'm not going to be able to drink anything out of a can for a while. Yeah, I'm going to be thinking about this. Wasps are coming up with a can? different... That's what he said. He said can? Yeah. Oh, they're coming bad. up with a different game plan. You know, nobody. Well, they're taking a page from the mosquitoes. The aggressive, the aggressive level is high. Well, what we used thought. to do on the East Coast, because we have a lot of these bugs on the East Coast, is that whenever you put your drink down, you have to put a cup over top of it. That's why the wasp can't get into your can. Well, there's a lot of wasp in the Northeast and well, the South. Man, that was done a bit. I'm not doing wasp. Oh, <laughs> now yeah. I get what you're saying. W A S. Yes, anyway. I understand now. I, you can put the cap over them too. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom. Anyway, kaboom, kaboom. I don't think, uh, what was it? Was it Ben in Hollywood? I, think, with, ben. I don't think he caught your first one. I don't remember. <laughs> Get checked out. Back in Tessin? Yeah. Well, I, you should. If, well, sure. Yes, indeed. Indeed. I'm just saying. Well, listen. Remember that time I got bit by the bit? I got stung by the bee? When we were broadcasting live from the golf course. Oh, at Black, Black Gold. Gold, yeah. And I was in the middle of a read, and Key was trying to knock it off of my thigh. I was wearing shorts. And those large, wide receiver hands went after the bee, and I was like, don't do it. And then the bee just went, oh, no, and then stung me. And there was a rush because personnel was like, are you allergic? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> we're about to find out. <laughs> so that that's one of those things. I found that the hard is, way. Isn't the end of the world? When I was a kid, I was allergic. I don't it know if I really, still... really hurts. It's not like one of those. It hurt. Uh, it hurt. It hurts for hours. It doesn't go away. It swells. It itches. It gets hard. It's just awful. I remember when I was a kid. I get stung by a bee. It was like on my arm or something, my forearm, wherever it was. And this thing just started swelling up like crazy. And I'm like, all right, maybe I'm allergic to bees. I, I have no idea. 
So I go and there's a, I think it was like a pharmacy, wherever it was. I'm like, um, yeah, I got stung by a bee. I need something. And she was like, not even paying attention. She's like, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. We get this. And then I show her my arm and it's, she's like, what the hell is going on? And then she quickly was like, All right, so you, you were allergic. like an EpiPen kind of situation. No, I didn't have to do that. I, 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 I was like 10. Well, what did they the give you? Pills? On. Pills. You still got them? I still got it. Oh, yeah, ben, bring them in next time. Yeah. They expired in. <laughs> <it> CBS. <laughs> they expired in '93, but just in case, I still have them. Better safe than sorry. You never know. Yeah, no, you can. Uh, you should probably have an EpiPen. If your arm swelled up like that, that have you been stung got, since? No, I haven't got stung since. Because sometimes, all right, here's I get parent, stung in the neck when I'm pa- going home. Watch parent, parent corner. The first one sometimes is not that bad. If you're allergic, it's the next time it happens oh, that's good to that know. it really goes off the charts. So you may want to be prepared. Just stay away from beehives and uh, whatever wherever else bees go. Yeah. You know who got stung a lot last night? Matthew Stafford. Uh, did you see that segue coming? Oh, Matthew Stafford. It, it, it's it's. Bumming me out so much. I had such high optimism yeah. after two weeks that they looked like a real football team. And last okay. week, they looked exactly like the team I was afraid they were going to have all season long. Don't completely sell. This is the I'm NFL. Not, I'm not. It's the NFL. Look, if they beat Indianapolis yeah. on Sunday, they're four, they're 500. That's fine. But if they lose to Indy, that's it, a different thing. And guess who's after Indy? Last night. I know. The Rams? Really. You ready? The Rams are going to make the playoffs. They still can. I haven't totally punted on that yet. The Rams? <laughs> you ready? The Rams are going to make the playoffs. They still can. You know why? Because the NFC has three good teams and then a whole bunch of who the hell that knows is true. after that. That is and true. Three good. you got San Francisco, Dallas, and Philly, and then who knows what you have after that. They can be one of those other – What I guess there's three spots remaining for them. They can do that. Now, lose to the Colts. Now we got some issues. If they lose to the Colts, we're talking Caleb Williams on Monday morning. That's a totally different deal. Eagles after that. Williams watch. Right? Cardinals right? are playing all right. By the way, if you're Caleb Williams – you would want guarantees about that offensive line before you come to the Rams. Because the last thing he wants to do is be in the same situation that Matthew Stafford's in with the offensive right. line being yeah. even older. But still. No, he can, he can buy himself some time to Al's point. The other thing is which, they've which, proven which, they the can way. build an offensive line. They mm-hmm. haven't done it the last two years. They have no money. They, have no, they haven't had any draft picks. The guy they drafted out of TCU, Avila, he's really good. Yes. He's a really good player. So they know which guys to take. They just haven't had an opportunity to take them. Oh, they what's that sound? Trust. That's Joe Nopum coming out of the game again. Wow. Wow. That's, that Stop happens a lot. Well, it's okay. We got Puka. Puka out of it. Puka's one of the few bright spots that we got going. And by the way, for people that are are like, hey man, Puka's great on Twitter. I know Puka's great. But the point that all we heard about in the game yesterday in the beginning was, oh, Puka, 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 as they had one field goal. Let's all calm down a little bit. They had a glamour shot of him too uh, before the the game. It was actually, the flow was was flowing. He's not Tyreek Hill. He cannot just run past everyone and score touchdowns. You're going to have to scheme him. And once in in the end of the season, when everyone's got tape on him, and they're like, okay, it, we know it, what already, it happened after yeah, two weeks. Say, Never mind okay. the end of the you season. Know, it happened season last night. That. Or when Cooper Cup comes back, he can get more open again because we're going to double up but on you Cooper still Cup. Still got to give your quarterback time to throw the ball, and you still also have to have a back that at least you can at least have a threat of using. They don't. They never run the ball. They mm-hmm. haven't run to Chris's point. They haven't run the ball since Gurley was here, and that was five years ago. No, they Sony Michelle that it. year they ran. Not really. They they did what they need to do right now, yes. which is give it to him. He wasn't running for 100 yards. No. He was running for 50, 60 yards a but, week. But, but when yeah. they was were enough, using him, it was, was enough. Right. They abandoned yeah. the run in that Super Bowl. Remember? Because yes. we were like almost the entire Super Bowl. We're like, 
Where is the run game? They ended up winning, obviously, they nothing, because they relied on Cooper Cup, but they had nothing going for them look, in the run game. You can do that once in a half because Odell's down and Van Jefferson's sure. absent right. and all these things. I got to get through two quarters. I'm going to throw it to my best player every time. And, and Cooper Cup is one of those guys that can make stuff happen by himself, but no one else on that team is. McVay's play calling night. is a, obviously it's amazing when it's amazing. It's very frustrating because you don't know always which McVay you're going to get. He's stubborn. And then when he tightens up, Stubborn is, perfect, stubborn. Yeah. stubborn is the perfect. Stubborn is the perfect word. Stubborn. Yeah. He, he. I want to do it like this. We're going to get in the end zone like this, and this is how I envisioned it. This is how I designed it. And I'm this not. Is how I'm it's not moving work. from it. As opposed to, hey, this doesn't work. What's yeah. Plan B? What What's the counterpunch to this? Because they didn't have one last night. Just trade for Cam Akers. <laughs> Give back this the twenty twenty six. Cam was not going to solve this problem. Cam was not good. I mean, we've seen that. I know, but just you know, reach out. Why see not? If he's available. See what's Gurley up to? He's probably stayed in shape. See if he wants There's to come Jonathan back. Jonathan Taylor. C.J. Anderson. Who's he? They they got him off the. Wow, street where is C.J. Henderson now? C.J. He just no, C.J. Anderson. Anderson, yeah, right. right? They just basically plucked him off the street that year. Put him into the game. He ran for like 130 yards. And then against didn't the run him against the Falcons. I, Did not run him against the Falcons. Unbelievable. He was on the in, Panthers actually earlier that season because I was working on the Panthers all or nothing. And they had used CJ Anderson. And then I ended up seeing him on the Rams. I was like, wow, that was they actually used CJ. It was a miracle because they went straight from Gurley to Anderson. Then they had both of them. And yeah. it's like, you got a two headed monster. And then they haven't run the ball since. <laughs> just basically said, we're done. We'll just we'll throw it 94 times a game, and it didn't work last night. Dave Roberts, you don't want to stick around for this. Oh, Dave Roberts, this Bob Melvin, brothers. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Quarter after 11 a.m. on a live imaging Tuesday. You know why we're playing this, Trap? Hit me. Here it comes. Pot it up there. Because you said Bob Melvin and Dave Roberts are brothers in arms. Yes. As Dire Straits once sang about. Kindred spirits. By the way, there was a moment where Jorge was like, nobody's in the studio except you and I. I said, let's just do it. Last week, Corporate Greg and I did the afternoon show. That's what I heard. Yeah. How'd it go? How'd you like it? GKB was very excited. They were like, you know, we may want to look at this when we kept a cut budget. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen eventually, right? 
It's, it's only a matter of time. There now. goes our slot. <laughs> exactly right. Now yeah. you guys aren't that expensive. What are you going to do? What There's another show do? coming up that's quite expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. Hopefully the Russian attack has ended. Have you ever <laughs> done like a straight show like just where I did it last Thursday. But the whole show, you were in the chair the whole time? Well, Cappy was coming back like at the end of the show. In the 6 o'clock hour, we were starting to get some relief. But for a good hour and a half, I would say it was just Greg and I. Okay. Do you like it? Um, Yeah. You know, it's not my because thing, but I can been, do it. You've been in this game forever. Yeah. Right? But that you've never done that is surprising to me. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it's not winning a Marconi, but we got through it. <laughs> Corporate Greg knows his... I hope they don't come back. That was tough, man. Did you get the purge? Did you get everybody out? <laughs> no. Well, remember, they got everybody out two days later. Well, I understand. They're all de- they all died. Yeah, I understand. It wasn't great. It's a tough time. You a Chernobyl guy, honestly? I did not. What was the latest documentary there was? That was when we did it on the morning show. We did Chernobyl updates because I was excited about it. It's one of those things in history that I'm really into. I mean, it's obviously a horrific thing, but... It just shows you, and I again. I gotta watch that. We've got plenty of stuff it's, in our history it's too. Heavy, heavy. I where know, again, yeah. governments I, I just don't some of the heavy stuff. are never honest. Never. <laughs> it just it's like ah no everything's fine guys it's all good. Where are we where are we you're, just you're talking good. about? Just stay where you are. Everything's yeah. fine. We Listen, we got Puka. About- <laughs> don't worry <laughs> about the nuclear reactor. <laughs> Two weeks ago, what were we just saying? There was I said I heard it on a podcast. You said you read the story. That there was somebody who was there, JFK assassination, one of the security guards. Oh, the Secret guards. Service guy that took the bullet out of the car. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah um, it definitely did not happen that way. Now, granted, he waited X amount of years to tell everybody, but when you say but that, he had, don't he believe does not anything, have a history. Did you see that story? No. So it was the guy that was assigned to Jackie O. Okay. Okay, he was her detail. Right. And... He was there on November 22nd, 1963, and was one of the guys that was first people on the scene, and he recovered a bullet that he placed on the gurney, right? Sleep, do I have this right? Yep, And At the hospital. And and kind of blows the whole magic bullet theory out of the water, that if this thing existed, and the the thing that's the most interesting is the guy that's the Secret Service, he has no history of kookery. He's not a wacko who's been saying crazy stuff for 40 years. It's the first time he's opened his mouth in 60 years. Is he still alive? Or yes. They, they take care of him already? No, he's oh. still alive, but he's of an advantage. If the CIA is listening, by the way, it's Travis and Sliwa bringing this up, not me. <laughs> I just read the Time Magazine story on my phone. I just love That's the, all I did. I love that. And then talked about it on the radio. <laughs> I love that for the second time, by the way. <laughs> I love that. Mini mania, mini mania. <laughs> right. It debunked the magic bullet. Anything called a magic Come on, man. bullet. Come on, man. I don't know if we should be believing the, that. Like, I know that Oliver Stone made a whole movie about it and all that, but... That was a the, tough movie to watch. The Seinfeld skit destroys it the best of anything else with Keith Hernandez, right. where the, the magic spit, the magic loogie, that's the one that just makes it sound even the, the most ridiculous. Ah, it's a great episode. Stupid. All right, let's get to Bob Melvin and Dave Roberts. Go ahead, Slee. Let's play it. Let's just play... Right. Melvin was talking yesterday after the game. Padres lost 2-1, and we're talking about the robotic of... Is this kind of Dave Roberts, but Bob Melvin to another degree? Let's take a listen. You asked Suarez for four outs. Yeah. Hater could have been that guy against the lefty there. Is that just him going three outs? It's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Why is that? It's because the way we've handled it here. Is there there any discussion with him? Is there any thought? We, We talked to him some, yeah. That would seem to kind of run counter to the 
I mean, you, you were saving him earlier in the season for later in the year, and here we are now, and it's obviously yeah. getting very late. That's just the way it happened tonight. There's a script, okay? And the Padres script, by the way, for, for Dodger fans, I think this is kind of fascinating. Here's the script, and this is what they're saying down in San Diego. Hey, um, Hader, he only does this, so it's cool you bring him in, but just know that he's only getting three outs He pitches one inning. Pitches one inning, okay? Um, and he doesn't really go past that. Yeah, but what if you're trying to win a game? Yeah, yeah, let me go ahead and back and tell you. Uh, he doesn't do you that. You didn't hear me the first time. Yeah, he just the ninth <laughs> inning is when he comes in. Xander, you want to sign him? Cool. Sign Bogarts to a ridiculous deal. He plays short. So that's just – I want you guys to know. Soto, he's awesome, right? Young kid. He does like – he has a, a regiment that he sticks by, and he's just going to kind of do it his way. You know, you, you always talk about the, the script of, is Dave Roberts making a lot of these decisions once you get to the game? Bob Melvin is probably in his final week with the Padres. Most people would think that. And there's a little bit of like a F this. I don't really care. What do you want me to tell you? I, I'm going to tell you without telling you, Hater's not an option in, right. the, in the eighth No, he inning. did tell you. He did tell he, you. He, he, he yeah. did tell you. It, and here's what it is. Bob Melvin, to your point, Sleet, knows that he's canned in a week. Yeah. Right? He, he, he's gone. And AJ Poehler's going to go to payroll, whatever. When you say, that's what we're doing right now, that means it wasn't my decision. We were, uh, this is the way we handled it here. That means here. That, that, that's not my decision. Mm -hmm. This is the way it happened tonight. Means it wasn't my decision. The difference between Dave Roberts and Bob Melvin is Bob Melvin knows he's getting blown out. Bob Melvin knows he's done. Bob Melvin wants the world to know this isn't my mess. I've been around other places. I've had success other places. I know how to do this. I'm being told this is how these things are going to go. Dave Roberts has not had this on his plate to the point where it's like, well, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting blown out anyway. I'm going to start telling the truth. And I don't mean it to sound quite as nefarious as all that because I don't think that he's lying, but the the collab this is the way we do things here. Well, the Dodgers do a certain way. This is the way we decided to do it tonight. Well, the Dodgers have a plan going into these things. This is the way that things are handled here. The Dodgers have a philosophy to all these things. It's just that it works. It's just that the vast majority of the time this stuff comes together, but when it doesn't, part of the responsibility is, I put my hand up, I made the call, even if I don't think he's the one that exclusively makes these calls. I think at best they're collaborative, and I think even more so they are decisions that are told if A happens, then you do B. If C happens, you do D. If E happens, you do F. That these are decisions that are made before the game, whether it's openers, whether it's bullpen, whether it's lineup, whether it is, and then – when it doesn't work, you're going to be the one that has to stand up there and do it because we have our philosophy, but you're the front person for that philosophy. This is the one thing that I'll say, and and you could tell me if it's different or it's not between the Dodgers and, and use another team. The Padres, you got individuals oh that gosh. are dictating a sport that takes a team to win. Haters not coming in in the eighth inning, not – because it's, even though it's in the best interest of the team, he's saying I'm not coming in because I only pitched three outs a game. That's what I've done. I haven't come in and pitched four outs since, I think, 2020. I think it was mm -hmm. the last time that he did it. Bogarts is on his own regimen. Just imagine, and I, listen, I could be completely wrong. Maybe there's similar things like that with the Dodgers. But if we're having a conversation tomorrow that Evan Phillips didn't come in in the eighth, and it was going to cost – it cost the Dodgers a W because Evan Phillips does it a certain way. That's the way we do things here. I mean, that just sounds like the most 
not just idiotic. It's not just even idiotic, but it's the it's anti-team. This is the piece that I think dismantled Clearly. dismantled the Padres Clearly. this year. Bob Melvin, if he's let go at the end of this year, and I think you know people can look at this is maybe a good example. This for is a, Bob Melvin's fault. This will be if if Preller gets another offseason, That's six managers in ten years. Six managers in ten years. Unacceptable. The problem is not. Did Bob Melvin not do a good job? The problem is Preller's making a lot of these decisions from up top and it's coming down. The worst part about it is no one's held accountable and everyone gets to do their own thing. That's kind of the way they're bringing them into San Diego. You want to do this, that, that, and this? Cool. Go ahead and do it. Imagine running an organization like that where you got individuals all have their own agenda. And I'm not saying that there aren't individual agendas in sports. I know there are. Of course. But how are you going to be successful with that agenda? All right. I'm going to do so. And I just want a disclaimer at the front of this. I understand that this is a person's name that we don't say a lot anymore because of everything that's happened over the last couple of weeks. You know, a really good example of what do you need from me tonight? What do you want me to do? It's Julio. Right. And and I get that when you hear his name, it means something different right now. But try to put that aside. You need me to be a, 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 a middle guy tonight? Cool. You need me to start a game where that's where I'm best at? Cool. Want Julio, me to close a game? One, close the World Series for him. They had him pitching in every possible role. Julio didn't do the, oh, man, I don't do that. I only pitch one inning. I, I only start. I only do this. I only do that. Think about the 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 great moments. Look, one of my favorite Dodgers of all time, Oral Hershiser. Oral Hershiser came out of the damn bullpen two days after he threw a start in New York City to beat the Mets in the NLCS and come out and close the game out because they had to have it. Turns around and pitches a couple days later and locks the Mets up all over again. Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling coming out of the bullpen for the Arizona Diamondbacks to beat the Yankees in the World Series. It's Randy Johnson didn't say, well, I don't do that. He's like, hey, I can go tonight. You need me tonight, I can give you name. Clayton Kershaw, I know it blew up in his face, you know, against the Nats. Comes but in the eighth. You need me out of the bullpen, I can do this. Scherzer in me? the DS in the twenty twenty one where he closed against the Giants. What do you need? Well, I, I I think this this is not and I get it. He's a free agent. He's about to get the bag. I, I understand that there are things around here, but do you want to win at all? Is there any part of what you have in there? I know we all want to get paid. We all want security for ourselves and our family. But if I'm on a team, I'd like to win, and hey, I don't do that, or the organization has decided we don't do that. There has to be some give and some wiggle in this stuff. But it's just one example, one predicament in one game that we took from yesterday that if that's the thought process, game 156 into the season, it's probably been the thought process the whole time. I, I, of course I, it has. I use one thing with the Dodgers. I think that's a good example. And I'm not telling you that Dodgers are going to go win a World Series. And I'm not telling you that the Dodgers are, uh, they don't make mistakes and everything else. But one of the things that's been so attractive about watching the team this year, it feels like they all got each other's back. That if they're going to win, they won together. And if they're going to lose, they're going to lose together. Hey, look, it's not, I do my own thing, you do your own thing. You can say that the Dodgers have underachieved in the postseason. That's fair. You can say that they should have won more than the one World Series that they've won over the last 10 Completely years. Fair. That's fair. Yep. That their best players have not shown up the most important moments in some games. That's fair. Questionable decisions, Dave Roberts, sure. front office, whatever it is. For, yep. for sure. There's never been a question about the Dodgers, ever, that they're trying to win. That their players are trying to win. That the front office is trying to win. That the manager is trying to win. That there's an ulterior... That there is the, the overriding 
desire of that organization is to win the World Series and will do whatever it takes to. They tried to get Walker Bueller back before the end of this year, which didn't work out. But they're not saying, "Ah, we'll we'll do it later. We'll do it later, or we're not going to do this." They go for it. Doesn't mm-hmm. always work. In fact, it hasn't worked a ton along the way in the postseason. But there's never been a time like. What the hell are they doing? Do they care about this or not? The Padre thing you're talking about is a giant red. They don't give a damn. The Do- You never say that about the, the Dodgers. The Padres. Seidler cares. He wants to He's win. He's empowered the wrong guy. But the structure of how they're trying to get there is completely different. Should we take this call, Em? Yeah, sure. Let's take this call. Montebello, Jason. Jason, you're on with Travis Lee. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Um. so you guys are on the Dodgers pitching and I got really intrigued by it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Little League baseball coach. Something I've been kind of like fiddling around with for a while is, you know, you take like your best – and the Dodgers got a bunch of great uh, relievers. So, you know, you take like your top three or four guys, you start them the first, second inning, then you go Kershaw, then you go Miller, let them go five, maybe six. That gets you into like the eighth, almost to the ninth inning where you can put in the guy that you want to close out the game. And I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, Jason, I think I think you've seen it for a few years now. It's the openers, right? That Sergio Romo was kind of the first guy that was the I'll go out there and pitch the first inning and then we'll bring the starter in. That maybe the matchup that you're looking for is pretty good for the reliever in the first inning and then you let the guy run after that. We we've seen it. We haven't seen a ton of it in the postseason. I can almost guarantee you the Dodgers are going to try something like yeah, that at yeah. some point, whether it's with a guy like Yarborough or somebody that isn't going to just go as long as he can. With Pepio, you probably pitch him until he's ineffective. Sure. With Miller, that's exactly what they'll do. But I wouldn't be surprised if you had a situation where Alex Vezier or Gratterall pitches the first inning of the game, and here comes Lance Lynn in the second inning, and you try to get him a especially more favorable right, matchup. Especially right now with – the question marks around Kershaw coming into the postseason that you don't you're going to be using so many youngsters during the postseason definitely absolutely you're going to have to get creative because just okay you go until you give up some runs that's not happening they don't have those guys yet we'll talk more about that because I don't think the pitching is nearly as bad as maybe some other people do that's coming up after Factor Cap that's next it's Travis Lee 710 ESPN this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza the number one pick in Detroit style pizza why it's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hey, guys. Hello. Quick factor cap, and it's only a slea factor cap in this one. So uh, factor cap, you would pay Parker $100 for his hat. (laughs) You love that hat. Love that hat. I'm going to still go cap. 100 sounds a lot. I'd like to negotiate, and then I also want to see what the market has online. 
Yeah, have you, you know? looked? I have not it's looked. It's the yeah. back-to-back uh, cool. Laker hat from the 80s, the Showtime era, yep. right? Yeah, so uh, it's a pretty sweet hat, and it distracted you before. So Yeah, it was the one where Trav told, like, Probably one of his best stories about Jerry Jones. <laughs> I didn't tell the story. Alex found the picture. He's like, is this you? <laughs> well, that was all going on, and I was just paying attention. Yeah, to his the hat had your attention. I understand. <laughs> all right. So uh, the hit uh, video game and hit TV series, uh, The Last of Us. So uh, in the show, uh, Joel's birthday would be today. Uh, September 26th. Is Joel the protagonist? Joel is the protagonist, the older man, the Pedro Pascal character okay. in the TV show. All right, so in that role, too, he is someone who's an unexpected person that makes it way through the apocalypse. He's a, he's a contractor, but he kind of is kind of uh, down on his luck for a while, single dad, and then ends up surviving the apocalypse and getting, getting through this uh, thing. So my question for you guys is, or my statement is, you know someone in your life that could get you through the apocalypse. I know we all say we don't want to survive the apocalypse, but there's someone in your life that could get you through it. Travis, factor cap. 100% cap, or fact. I, my buddy John Espenshide is the most resourceful person I've ever met in my life. He can fix cars. He can shoot guns. He can catch mm. fishes. He can build shelters. He camps. He goes out. He lives in the wilderness in Montana. Okay, He's one of my best buddies from high school. He is incredibly resourceful. He's, he went to medical school. Okay, wow. so this is the he's in high demand. This is the guy that you want during the apocalypse because he can build you a shelter. Does he have he a can, ranch like he, out in the middle of nowhere? He's got some space. Okay. Yes, it's not totally out in the middle of nowhere, but by LA standards, it's in the middle of nowhere. Does he right? have an underground barrier. bunker nobody knows about? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. <laughs> right, and he is. He's prepared for whatever comes next. Let's put it that way. Okay? He he is the yeah. guy that you want. He checks every – and super good guy. Okay. All right, Al. This is so disappointing because the way you set that up, I hate the people that I know. This is Cap. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate it. You know, your friend who's a contractor. That might be the closest, but he also lives in like a – 4,500 square foot home with 17 air conditionings and everything else. So I, I think he also lives a luxurious life in his own right. He's done good for himself. He's gone a little soft as he's gotten a little older, maybe. Just, I, mean, I think 17 just naturally happens. Who was it that said it? You yeah. you wake up in silk sheets? Yeah. Hagler? Hey, I, I don't know that but one. But you could have an, uh, does he have a generator? Because there is one person in The Last of Us, they survive because they have a generator, they prepared. Listen, they could have air John's got generators. I think of all the people that I've camped with over the years. I think of my cousins and everything else. We're so screwed. <laughs> we are so Dude, freaking screwed. I'm going out to my front yard with a Vuvuzela and attracting right. the zombies to but my house you to end it to quickly. Me. If you had to get someone, you'd they go to your They on purpose. They're like, something's fishy going on here. <laughs> And they're Trav, like, there's one, go get him. I'd be nice oh and gosh. tender, too. Trav, get me you, quickly. you actually end up scaring them away because they've never seen any. <laughs> yeah, why? There must be a trap. <laughs> there's no way this is real. All right, Jorge? Yeah, my Uncle Edgar. To Travis's point, he knows he's a mechanic. He can paint. He can build stuff. He can start a fire if we need to. That, that too. He yep. can hunt stuff. He yep. can, he's oh, very, so <laughs> very, very reliable. Yeah. Yes. All right, the quote was, I thought you had told it to me before. I don't know that one. Marvin Hagler says, it's difficult to get up and do road work at 5 in the morning when you're sleeping in silk sheets. Well, sure it is. And he's talking about when you had so much success as a boxer, it's like, I don't have the drive to get it's up. It's like Clubber Lang when he was the heavyweight champion of the world living in an apartment in Chicago doing pull-ups off of the plumbing. Like, he, he's, he, he was committed to the, uh, the bit. He wasn't moving into Balboa's mansion. Yeah. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. Like, you're the heavyweight champion of the world. Why do you live in the basement? 
Like, this doesn't make any sense at all. Keep you humble. I guess uh, so. <laughs> so, Greg Daniels uh, is reportedly in work with uh. an office, is working on an office oh, yeah, reboot right. with Peacock. All right, so this is the worst idea. Alan, factor cap. Uh, I will go cap. It's not the worst idea. It's just not a good idea. I just don't think it's going to... Someone like myself who loves The Office, I don't think I'm going to give it a shot. I don't think I'm going to give it a chance. Maybe I watch an episode, but I just I don't feel good that anything good is going to come from it. Um, it's not the worst idea in the world. It's a really bad idea. So I, I'm I'm out on that one. Trev? So I, I my it, it's it's fact. It's a bad idea. But I would imagine that somebody said rebooting the British one was a bad idea. Yeah, they that, did. That, and they did, and it was a smash hit, and it was cast brilliantly, it was performed brilliantly, it was written brilliantly, it was just really, really well done, and I loved it. That being said, I don't want to see it. It also I, reinvented in America the format of what our sitcoms are, which are now mockumentary stuff, right. almost everything but we didn't, succeeds. But we didn't have it here. So it was still new to us. It was yeah. new to us, but I'm sure the people that knew the other one were like, this is a bad idea. Now, what I don't want is it set the same. Like, if you wanted to take the kernel of the idea and redo it, all right. I'll, look, Which I'm not going to lie. what recreation is. I'll, I'll give it a yeah. shot. I'll give it a shot. But if you're going to have somebody else be Michael Scott and you're going to have yeah. somebody else be Dwight Schrute, that's a terrible that's not idea. Happening. Yeah. Uh, Jorge? I've only seen a few episodes of the first season. Uh, it was at my thing. And if they reboot it, Travis just said they, they did it from the British version. They made it into the English one. If you make it with a whole new cast, I don't think it's going to work. What if he, since he didn't really watch the first, didn't really watch The Office, sees the new one and it's like, guys, you guys <laughs> hey, got to watch That's this. What everybody that watched yeah. the British yeah. Office said, oh, you guys like this. The, the British one was way better. The British one's only like 10 episodes long. Yeah, it's, it's really pretty short. short. Yeah, it's or very I, much the whole thing. You do what you want. I'm not trying to talk you into anything. First season of The Office is not the best season. Okay. Maybe Second dip season. into somewhere else and give it a try. Because Randy got think. really into it. Like, my little brother, he got into it. Yeah. He's like, dude, you got to continue watching. It's, I was like, only like I don't six know, episodes bro. in that first episode, uh, yeah. first season two. And they are all they are all very British. Yeah. Okay. Once you get into season two, it's less British, more American. And they, that, they realize that you have to end it on a high note with Michael Scott instead of having it as a low note go, because that works better with American audiences. Go one episode office, one Sopranos, one office, <laughs> yeah, one Sopranos. Right. <laughs> Take them both down, sign. Simultaneously, <laughs> it was the first season. Of the Office was dark. Yeah, it was. It was not fun. It's it was British. cringy. Yes, and it's not that it's not cringy as it goes further, but it always ends on. But a it's high funnier note. cringy as opposed yeah. to oh god, Scott's yeah. tots. Yeah. Scott's yeah. tots is hard to watch. Scott's tots is pretty great. All right, so this next one it's is lithium. from. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's from Parker. Okay, so if uh, you don't, don't like, like this, it already. blame Par- Parker. So you guys are all in committed relationships slash marriages. You've been in. Uh, you guys, you guys have your women in your life. So when someone approaches you at a bar. Uh, having a friend's number memorized that you can give out is a good move. So, you know, you're in a bar, someone approaches you, hey, uh, can I get your number? And then you give out my number okay. or something. So that is that is a good move. Jorge, fact or cap? Uh, fact. I've given uh, Back to the Future's number, 555-4328. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> they're drunk. But you isn't know, that like, kind of like rude? No, it's just, funny. just say, "Hey, I'm in a relationship. I'm you're not like interested." This. You write it with the with the ring hand. <laughs> that's how you write. It. <laughs> sure. Yes. Trev, I would. This is a scenario that's never happened to me, so I, I oh, don't. BS. <laughs> Hollywood Park. Every post game, they're coming to you like crazy. There's a line for people asking of my phone number, right? Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's fine. It's probably a more polite way to 
brush someone aside as opposed to saying, I got a girlfriend. You know, you could just say, here's some random number. Yeah, give, reach out and you just never have to take the call. Okay. Al? Um, I go cap. I don't think I would do it. I, I think it's kind of a funny situation. And in moments like that, you come up with random things. I've never given out a buddy's number or something. It's probably not the worst idea in the world. I find a single buddy of mine and be like, I just threw your number thought out to I, somebody. I'd give you a heads up. <laughs> I got my one. I, I think I've mentioned this to you before. And it was the same thing in like college, right? Trey. Trey was the guy that Guy's like 6'2", 6'3". He's got, you know, he's great shape, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was okay. He didn't need me to help him get a phone number. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. The best way I guess I, is probably I feel just, like it's no better thanks. to say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm in a relationship. Probably. Than to have someone be like, oh, my God, I got someone's number. And then you text them, and the person never texts back. And you don't know what happened and kind of spiral from there. I don't know. I'd rather have someone be like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm actually, this is my girlfriend right here. Can, can, and I don't mean this as anything other than I'm incredibly fortunate. I am so glad I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. I because I wouldn't I literally would not know what to do. I literally would not know how to you should give do out- any of the stuff them that you have to deal with and me like what does this text mean? What do I follow them on Instagram? Like I don't know they put the put ellipses. Uh, the ellipses exactly. I don't I would have so little understanding of how that world works. I'm I'm glad I don't You should have give to. out sweet James number. One eight hundred nine million. Hey, that's sweet James. Well, you should call him. It looked like you're you know a bad me, driver. It looked like you 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 know you're gonna be in an accident pretty soon. You know when I'm at Bre- when I'm at Brenda, I, I, she's gonna give me her number and she goes, You ready? I'm like, I take my phone out. She goes, Four hundred and I was like, Have a good night. <laughs> no thanks. And uh yeah, it had the uh, four hundred number in there somewhere. There you go. Yeah. So there it worked you. out. Look, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's meant to be, it is meant to be. Bobby Miller might be making his last start of the season. When will his next one be? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You know what I'm so excited for? Two days away. I do because you nearly freaked out last night when we were watching the Rams game. I'm very, I'm well aware. A's All right, White Sox. <laughs> yes. Not A's uh, White Sox. What's your Sox. guess that I'm excited for on Thursday? Uh, Thursday. It was a lot of commercials for it last night. Packers right. Lions. I was just gonna say Thursday night football and going out to Yamava. <laughs> or Hanging hey. out with the crew. Uh, uh, does it have to do with a the theme song? It does have to do with this theme song huh. that you're playing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you know about you it. clicked on. <laughs> exactly. But um, yes, the Golden Bachelor is going to start on Thursday. So I have watched the Bachelor 
for a while. So I started watching it in college because my friends would have parties. We'd have it at the, at the sorority house. We'd how, all get how together. How long has it been on for? It's been on for over 20 years. It's been since like early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think maybe it was 2000. Jesse Palmer, who wow. works for ESPN, is the host, but was formerly a bachelor. Um, but... I used to watch it with my friends, and it was a, it was kind of a collective group experience for women who don't like sports. It's kind of our group experience of watching something together. The Bachelor premiered March twenty fifth, two thousand and one. One, two. Okay. Wow. How many of those couples are still together? M? There is probably the like count is zero. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. No, there's there's like two handfuls that are still two together. Two handfuls. Yeah. So a lot of the earlier ones actually worked a lot better. Um, and then as we've gone on, I think like two people got married this past week that have been on recent Bachelors that I've watched, but they've also a lot of times come out of Bachelor in Paradise, which is the offshoot. So if you don't win The Bachelor, you can be on Bachelor in Paradise. I'm not going to get that deep into this, but it's it's that. So I have been a so fan for a, a while. I'm, I'm writing notes. <laughs> I've been fa- a fan for a while. I hopped off because it got really boring. It got really long episodes. I know you guys always said it's always been boring, but it's been boring to me for even someone who likes it. And uh, so anything, I hopped off. <laughs> I'm just assuming. <laughs> yeah, no comment. I didn't say anything. <laughs> See, we, we didn't even interrupt her that time. She interrupted herself to tell us what we were going to say. <laughs> what we were actually, We didn't even say anything. We but, can't win. I am on board with this Golden <laughs> Bachelor because it's a different format. It's a different style to tell the story, and it's going to be all people that are 60-plus. That's what makes it golden? That's what makes it golden. Mm, so okay. it's all the 60-plus, and it has a wide range of that plus. But what, two, I think either one or two of the moms have been actually moms of Bachelor and Bachelorettes in the past. Oh, no kidding. So we've already okay, met I them like before. That. So it's very funny. So I'm excited just to see how it all works out, to see how the genre changes when it's talking about 60-plus plus year olds so my friends and i are at least gonna give it a shot so we're watching the game last night in the conference room back here al yeah. me kirk and emily and what was it pre-game am or was it during the first commercial it was break like, or something i think it was the, like, right before the game started I, I think you're right and and like so the dun 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 all that's going on yep. and then the commercial for the golden Badger, and emily in a very excited but it was a weird tone because it was super excited and simultaneously very serious. Like, yes. I can't wait for that to come out. Yes. It was like, I said, whoa. Not like, I can't wait for that no, like, to come I can't, out. I'm it's back be great. on. I get it's like very seriously <laughs> and excited about the Golden Bachelor. I just need to see. I just need to see What's what going to be different other than they have AARP cards? <laughs> I think the hometowns will be different. I think the way that you What's, approach. I don't know what that means. Uh, so they, so the Top four go back to the hometowns of the girls. So if so I was, if you were one of the women, we go back to Virginia. Yeah, we go back to Fredericksburg. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if it went back to you, you go to Arcadia, okay. etc. So, Taco Lita, we can go there. <laughs> sure. You gotta go, cup. You gotta take them around. You gotta go to your high school. You gotta meet your friends. You gotta Show meet your family. All that stuff. Blacksley. And it's, it's also right there on the wall at the baseball field. <laughs> See that? That's a participation <laughs> award. And obviously, the stakes are different because you're gonna meet. You're you're likely not having kids anymore. Or you definitely aren't having kids That's anymore. That's fourth place in the free throw competition. <laughs> <laughs> and like you have to deal with past. Like likely you've been married, and then that that marriage has had something happen to it. So I think there's more baggage on the table mm. and different stakes, which is why I'm interested. It's a good pitch. It's a good pitch. I think I've made it from March 25th, 2002 till September 26th, 2023 without seeing a single second of it. I think you'll be okay. I think I will probably miss this as well. But I do like the 
they've been through marriages and divorces, maybe right. deaths. You know, there yeah. are. That's what happened to him. So he had his wife passed away, which is why yeah. he's the bachelor this time. Yeah. What was the other one being pushed yesterday? Dancing with the Stars. Yes. I felt like that was also just getting pushed like crazy. Yeah, they're both I'm on ABC, fan. which is why that that's You're a being fan. pushed. I'm a fan. Okay. So Susan is a super fan, and so it's on a lot in my house, and every time I sat down to watch it, I found myself enjoying it. But one of the best things about The Bachelor every time is I so- I did not see that coming. Yeah, it, it's it's fine. They have um, little like name cards at the bottom of the page. So it'll be like, Emily. And it usually says your occupation. So it'll be like, Emily, 27, radio producer but sometimes their jobs are funny or their jobs are random so it'll be like one time this is the girl emily 24 twin and that's like the only thing you know about her or like sarah 28 shark girl and it's like that stuff is funny to me so i will try to pick figure out what the funny things from golden bachelors on thursday and maybe bring it to you guys on friday i'm in I'm in. I, I want to. I want to know how you date in your 60s. We have a promo right here and a play it for you, real quick, All for right. the uh, Golden Bachelor. He posts his thirst traps in a leather-bound album. Oh my god! His DMs have postage. <laughs> he gets the early bird special anytime he wants. If you call him, he'll answer the phone. <laughs> he doesn't have gray hair. He has wisdom highlights. Florida wants to retire and move to him. He's Gary. And I'm your first Golden Bachelor. That's funny. And I'm also interested to see what these dates look like because usually they're like, they're running through a field. They're all in a competition together. They're flying out of an airplane so like how does it change when you're 60 do you guys go to like again early bird special when you walk down right. the railing Matinee. they're gonna hold on to the handrail <laughs> as opposed to like you know like a safety first they're gonna have a nice rubber mat at the bottom in case anybody takes a tumble just make sure everybody's in one piece physically <laughs> taking that break seat ahead. down the stairs taking that seat <laughs> oh, there's okay there's a I so, want one of those, by the way. I know. You've said that numerous <laughs> times now. The top three women in the normal version of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette is top three people are go to this thing called fantasy suites where you spend the night together. You have a first time or no cameras, 24 hours, just you and the person that you're with. Just getting busy? Is that the whole point of That's it? That's the point. Sometimes people just wanted to talk without the cameras on uh-huh. them. and Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just also interested to see how that's going to happen with these oldies. He's 60. I feel like he's talked a lot. I feel like he, he knows what he needs to know about the world. I don't know what uh, he needs to know. I want to go back to something real quick. I was. I think we're both going go back. Ahead. No, no, you go. I was going to say, if you came to my house yeah. and I had the... The, the seat that goes up my yeah, staircase yeah, yeah. and you said Trav he's like your grandmother lived with you so not for me what would you think about that um so I wanted to go back to that too <laughs> the chances of you you know like let's say falling asleep on the couch and then saying okay you got up it's kind of you get on there and maybe you get to halfway up and then you just you fall back asleep and you actually <laughs> sleep an entire night on yeah, one on of those chair. things. I could see that. I was gonna you're gonna say it fall out halfway up, but that's why you gotta wear the seatbelt. Seat belt. <laughs> There's a seatbelt, you yeah. gotta click in. Like an up, he gets stuck halfway down <laughs> yeah, the exactly. house. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Where's I, I, dad? I, he's I, halfway up he's the in stairs. His, he's again. in his seat. <laughs> I really do want one of those. I think that would be so awesome. Like the epitome of late, and get it way uh, before you need it, right? If, like by the, whole, the way, what if it didn't stop when you got to the bottom of the stairs? It's like it keeps goes right going to, all the the way to the couch. <laughs> you have to move. Has hydraulics, it just dumps you onto the couch. <laughs> <laughs> 
speaking of the office remember that one time where they had About that like mini grand. mini movie inside of the episode Cloris Leachman. yeah with Cloris Leachman and Jack Black where Cloris Leachman it, Jack Black is dating Cloris Leachman and Cloris Don't Leachman go. runs up the stairs <laughs> yeah it's great it's pretty good it's pretty good all right Rams had a really bad night Slee last night and look I'm a Sean McVay fan but last night did not help I'll explain next it's Travis Lee 710 ESPN